0: Are you a member of the DSO Connect community? Join us! We are a free group on Facebook for dance studio owners to connect, share ideas, inspire one another, and provide support. We help troubleshoot each other's problems and celebrate each other's successes. We have two Zoom calls every month, Coffee Chat Fridays and Wind Down Wednesdays, where we get to hang out together with fellow DSOs who really, truly get it. And y'all, I can honestly say that this community is the reason why my studio has survived COVID. Without the amazing support and inspired ideas of the incredible members of this group, I'm not sure I would have made it. So if you're looking for support, connection, and judgment-free advice, join us today. Just search for DSO Connect Community on Facebook and answer the questions to join. We can't wait to meet you. Hello and welcome to the DSO Connect Podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Robin. Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you? I am also good, but tired. It's Sunday today and I feel like I have so much housework and yard work to catch up on because I have not had the energy to do any of it during the week mm. and it's all piled up and now I'm like, I, I don't want to. <laughs> oh,
1: I can relate. I'm feeling tired too. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, what are you so tired from?
1: Well, you know, I just have been run down. I've been having a little cold. Um, I think it's because my husband and I are both obsessed with fans. And when we sleep, we've got the ceiling fan. We each have a fan on each side of the bed. And then he's got an exhaust fan in the window. (laughs) And when when the air starts getting a little chilly, he puts that exhaust fan in the window and it is like freezing in my room. And so I was, um, I started waking up with that sore throat and I'm like, it's gotta be either allergies or that fan. And then I would, it was drying me out. I'd wake up with that, like strangling cough, like, cause your throat is completely dry and you're like gagging on your cough. So then I only would lay on my opposite side so that I wouldn't breathe in that cold air. And then my back started hurting because, and my neck started hurting because I only laid on the one side. So then I had to go get a massage. And then I got my period and I ate some fast food and I didn't go to the gym. And then my neck got worse and the cold got worse. And then the eating got worse. And then it was, it's just been a downward spiral of bad. Oh, dis- no. <laughs> for two <laughs> weeks. But, okay, that was two. that was a couple, That but then this past week I was like, you know what, I'm getting it back together, like I'm going to get a grip on things. So I haven't had wine in a week, which is a big thing. And honestly, now it's like, I don't even want to have wine because I'm afraid that uh, I'm going to ruin my my, uh, little streak that I got going on here. So... Anyway, it feels good to wake up in the morning and um, feel like you're all good, and um, being get you know trying to exercise a little bit at home and take a walk and not ha- eat cookies at night.
0: And so I'm I'm back on the road to recovery. <laughs> good for you. I feel like eating cookies at night is a very integral part of my daily routine. <laughs> is it? Yes. I found this brand of gluten-free vegan cookies and they're mm. actually pretty good and know mm, the it's they're called it's called partake which is a cute name and they have um ginger okay. snaps and carrot cake cookies and chocolate chip and a bunch like birthday cake flavor and a bunch of other things and they're just so good and, and where maybe get them? um i found them at kroger um partake if you're listening <laughs> Holler for a sponsorship <laughs> because I'm sure our audience reaches that wide. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I found them just at my local grocery store and um, they're so good. And now my my standards might be low because I've been glu- gluten-free and dairy-free for like seven years now, but <laughs> they were pretty good. So and if I, you like,
1: want to have like a, yeah. a, a less of a guilty... Conscience about your cookie eating habit at night. Right.
0: I always figure it's better for me to have something like that in the house to be able to eat something that, like, my body can actually process if I'm craving something versus like going totally off the deep end and having like five donuts, (laughs) (laughs) which will totally mess me up for like a while. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And then you'll be in that cycle that I was just in.
0: Right. Exactly. But like, even worse yeah yeah oh. yeah
1: yeah so you know this is that time of season that's time of year when you know when this when the weather gets dreary and mm-hmm. the cloud the skies are gray and everything it's that i start darker that, earlier yeah that's yeah. seasonal um what's it called i hate the word seasonal depression. affective disorder yes i don't like the word depression i think it's <laughs> used It's dramatic. It's dramatic. I'm not depressed. I'm not depressed, but I'm definitely, like, a little Affected. Yeah, Yeah. I'm affected, and I'm a little bit down in the dumps when I can't see sunshine and and blue skies.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, today, it is a beautiful fall day outside here. Nice. So I'm, I'm, well, not excited, but I am going to mow the lawn after this,
1: which will be nice. I don't know if I ever told you this story, but years ago, um, when I was I don't know, in my early twenties, before I started my studio, I went on a job interview to um a dance studio in Baltimore. I won't say the name of it, but I wanted to I was applying for a job as a ballet teacher and the owner was older than me, of course, because I was in my twenties, and she said, um, Hey, do you wanna buy my studio? <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm just here to apply for a job as a ballet teacher. Um, no, I'm not like what? And she said, um, I can't I can't live in Baltimore anymore. I'm moving to Florida. And I was like, oh, why? And she said, I can't take the weather, I don't get my period anymore, and it's because of the weather, the winter is killing me, and I just need to go to Florida. And I remember in my 20s thinking, that's not a thing. <laughs> like that. That's like wet weather affecting your mood. Like, that's not a thing. And I thought she was ridiculous. And now it's so real. I know it is. And she was probably going through menopause, and that's why she didn't get her period. Probably. Um, she was probably about 50 at the time, or, you know, whatever. But I did think she was a little wacky. But um, she's in Florida now, living her Aww. best
0: life. And, Good for uh, her.
1: And I'm uh, a... <laughs> You know, envious for being in Florida. But I but do you still get to go to Florida. <laughs> I do get to go to Florida. And I, I will tell you that I do notice that when I am in Florida, I cannot wait to get out of bed in the morning. Mm. I I feel like I don't want to waste a minute of the day when mm. I'm in Florida. It's like <gasps> Like, I just can't get enough of the, the day. And wow. it just really does feel different for me when, and I love it here in the summer in Pennsylvania. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. I like it hot. And even the fall when you've got golden, you know, trees and blue skies and all that, I'm, I'm down for that. So anyway, you asked how I was and that's the answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I hope you get some sunshine soon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: My uh granddaughter's birthday is coming. <gasps>
0: oh my god, that's 21. right.
1: 1. I can't believe it's been a year. The time is flying, huh? That's wild. How how did that happen? <laughs> well, we just blinked and now she's going to be 1.
0: Oh my god. So I
1: get to have a little birthday party for her.
0: Oh, that's exciting. Yay.
1: That'll be fun. Yeah. That does sound like fun and if my son brendan was listening to this podcast which i know he's not because he don't care about <laughs> this at all but his birthday's tomorrow so he would probably be thinking what about my birthday <laughs> my <laughs> birthday's tomorrow mom <laughs> but you're 9 you're gonna be tw- how old is he he's gonna be 20. he's
0: gonna be 20. and uh, oh my gosh wow about
1: 20 it's not a milestone <laughs>
0: right. yeah no yeah. It's twenty one is the milestone.
1: <laughs> right, and once they pass twenty one, I can never remember how old they are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! So, Speaking of twenty one year olds, I have a new roommate moving in to my house next month who is actually a former student. Yes, tell us more about that. Yeah, so um, so my boyfriend and I broke up, and he moved out, and um, I needed a roommate because. I wanted to stay in the rental home that I'm in um, because it's lovely, um, but I couldn't afford the rent by myself, unfortunately. Um, And so I had been looking for a roommate. And then one night, one of my former, one of my graduates comes in. She's since graduated from college and she's 21. And she just popped in the studio to say hey and to chat with me. And I, it was funny because I wasn't even supposed to be at the front desk that night. My front desk person went home early because she wasn't feeling well and I covered the desk for her. Um, And so uh, this, this graduate comes in and is kind of chatting with me about things that are going on in her life. And she's sort of unloading on me a little bit. And she was like started crying about some things and she was like I'm, I'm sorry I'm just like dumping all this on you I just feel like I could talk to you I was like that's fine I'm like honored and and grateful that you feel like you can talk to me and then she's talking about how she needs to find a new place to live and I was like really hmm. as a matter of fact I'm I'm looking for a roommate she was like really it's like yeah she's like would that be weird and I said I don't know would it be weird So we are, um, so she has pets at for me before. So she's been in my home and she knows my pets and everything. Um, and she's very responsible. She has a full-time job. Um, she's just a great kid. And she came over to the house, um, one morning last week just to have coffee and chat about it. And we kind of talked through it and decided that we should do it. that's great yeah. well, look
1: you and I were st- uh, teacher student and right exactly the between us I'm 52 this year
0: and how- I'm almost 34 so so 22 years basically yeah 20 years so how many years are between you and your student um less than 20 years yeah okay so still less than 10 years yeah, yeah. but 12, like 12 years 12, 12. years yeah All
1: right well it's not quite this I'm
0: sorry I'm bad at math in my head <laughs> Once everyone's an adult, it's like, right, exactly, exactly. Mm. And she was like, I think it'll be nice to be around animals because she doesn't have any pets. Um, And she is very excited about the opportunity to garden in the backyard. Mm. So because that is something that I am like, not interested in and josh has done josh did all of the gardening at the house um and i like helped a little bit but i'm not the person to like carry on the vegetable garden on my own (laughs) well this is perfect she'll carry it on she'll carry it on and i'll help out here and there and with the garden and we'll have some fresh produce still so that'll be
1: nice and then if anything gets weird between you her mom will send you an email saying miss (laughs) disappointed in the way you've handled the situation with the groceries
0: (laughs) Oh my God, please no.
1: (laughs) Hopefully you won't be dealing with her mom. I really
0: hope not. I don't think so. She's very responsible and her mom actually takes classes at the studio. She takes the our adult ballet class every week. She's been doing that for years. Yeah. It's just like a big old family affair. Big old family affair. Yeah. It's wonderful. So I'm excited. I think it'll be a good fit. And we have it's pretty separate spaces so I have my bedroom and my office downstairs and then our living room dining room kitchen is obviously shared and then she has the whole up she'll have the whole upstairs so separate bedroom and bathroom and like a little living area sort of up there and a a door at the bottom of the staircase so that it's all separated so yeah so that's nice great yeah
1: I think it'll work Exciting changes are coming. Exciting changes are coming.
0: Yeah. So how's it going at the studio, Case? Oh, it's going. I mean, enrollments are still trickling in and we have like our our three and four-year-old class and our four- and five-year-old class are both full and have wait lists, which is a good problem oh. to have. Um, I've had a couple people ask about uh, weekend classes but we just don't offer those because historically they haven't filled and I can't get staff to commit to teaching Saturdays
1: open on Saturday. We're
0: not open on Saturdays. Oh yeah. We do birthday parties on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. Like I just had a full day of birthday parties yesterday and it was, Oh boy, that was exhausting in a day. So your parties are rocking. Well, I try to book them all on one day. So I don't have to like give up multiple weekends because when I have a birthday party in the middle of the day on a Saturday, it's like, I can't really do that much else with my day. Right. So, um, so I try to book them all on, on one day if I can and just get them out of the way. So this was the only, I think, that, I think la- yesterday was our only birthday party day of the month, but we did four parties. Wow. Yeah. And usually I have assistants with me, but I had no assistant yesterday. Oh my goodness. It was all me by myself. (laughs) Oh, wow. So did the
1: moms kind of lend a hand and pitch in or did you try to avoid that because that's.
0: Avoid that because that's why they're paying me, you know, like, I don't think that they should be, they oftentimes will take it upon themselves to do things like clean up at the end of the party. And I'm like, no, 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 stop. That's my job. (laughs) And they're like, oh my God, thank you. Um, But most of the parties were very chill and super easy. The one at the end of the day was kind of rough just I think like because I was tired but it was just a a challenging one at the very end which just made the whole day like even that more exhausting when I finally got home (laughs) but at least you got through it
1: and hopefully some of those families will will sign up for classes yeah or at least keep it top of mind when when they feel like it's ready for that exactly
0: yes and I I I really do enjoy doing parties because I feel like I truly do feel honored that I'm that I get to be a part of this child's special day. Like, that's exciting to me. I really, I really like that. And so I, you know, I make a big deal about it. Even if they've just, I have three packages of, you know, party uh, options. And even if they're just doing like the very basic package, I'm like making a big scene for them because they deserve it. It's their birthday. Like, of course. Yeah. But yeah, we've had, um, Students still trickling in and um, wait lists are growing and um, things are going, things are going pretty well. We're still not quite back to pre-COVID numbers, but we're getting really close. That's good. Yeah. We're at like 217 right now. Okay. And I think our, our, the, the highest enrollment we've ever had was like 247. Well, you're almost there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty all right about it. That's great. Yeah. How are things going at your studio?
1: Good. People are still trickling in. Um, I feel like a lot of people are involved in sports. (laughs) And even the little ones who are too young for sports are being taken to sports with their parents um, to see the sibling. You know, so my Saturday morning classes are oddly light this year because um i think that you know it's like oh well we've got soccer for the older brother so so i'm trying to do the whole um soccer's winding down time to sign up for a dance promotion that's coming um and i do need to start amping up the promotion uh, the birthday party um, advertising as well i think the biggest thing that we're experiencing right now is um this, um, this interesting dynamic with our older dancers where we've got some injuries, we've got some, we've got some, you know, just kids who are feeling, I don't know. I think that there's still this effect, like a, a, the residual effect of what happened last year. And so I think that there's some some things it's hard for me to put into words because I don't want to
0: die you're you're right it's like you don't want to diagnose your students but you're totally right and I'm seeing a lot of that too where like oh they've you know these kids have missed out on like a year and a half of socialization and and you know social development and they um you know have a lot of residual effects from that including some anxiety and maybe some depression and I've definitely been seeing that as well and I think that um and I sat
1: down with them yesterday to talk and I think that the way we kind of described it or came to a try to paint this picture of what it was that was happening is like this lack of like the thrill is gone like where is the excitement in life like where what is thrilling you and I mean I even feel that too a little bit it's like I just want to feel a thrill (laughs) and the things that used to thrill like I feel a little bit numb and they said yeah that's kind of it like they're just looking for some thrill and for some of them that means maybe looking at a different extracurricular activity because maybe the thrill is on the field hockey you know, team. Maybe the thrill is at another dance studio because it's shiny and new, you know, or maybe, I I don't know, I feel like they're just looking for some kind of a thrill and they're not finding it where they are. And so, and my team is very strong. And so I'm working with my team and trying to get them to um, come to each class with their a game, you know, basically they need to be Tony Robbins up in there. They need to be like inspirational and motivating and preaching and, you know, standing on a soapbox and you know what I mean? Like they really need to be bringing it, but that kind of brought us to that place where, you know, the, the students are saying, well, the teachers aren't, aren't challenging us. And then the the teachers are saying, well, the students aren't really coming prepared to work so whose job is it to Mm -hmm. get the ball rolling
0: and i feel the students feel like it's the teacher's job to get them excited and motivated and the teachers feel like it's the student's job to come ready to be motivated exactly yeah yeah and so
1: from my perspective as the studio owner i'm like all right well we're just going to hit it from all angles so i want the the students need to do their part and the teachers need to do their part and if that and i need to do my part and maybe i need to get the parents to do their part as well and we all just need to be attacking this thing from all angles until we can hopefully you know break through the doldrums and find the zest for dance again and it's not i'm not su- suggesting that it's completely like you know flatlined but there's just that little bit of like meh, and I don't want it to become a cancer. I don't want it to. I don't want it to get to that point where my dance program is flatlined. It's definitely not there yet. But I'm. I'm just trying to be proactive and, right. and Make sure that I'm listening, you know, and not ignoring the you know yeah what's being said.
0: And what's really tricky about it is that it'll be something totally different for each student that brings that zest back. Mm-hmm. So it's not like there's a cure all for every single Oh
1: my god. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that I've noticed and I actually realized this in talking with Mandy um last week on our podcast about the National Dance Honor Society um I realized that a lot of these girls have been at my studio since they were very young. And so mm-hmm. they've done all the things, Yeah, you know, and we do a lot of things, but there needs to be some things that only the older girls do mm-hmm. so that they don't reach the top of the mountain when they're in eighth grade. Right. And then for the next five years, they're just repeating, repeating the same, the same stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And we did talk, I did talk to the dancers about that and, you know, talk about, taking them to me. And actually, I was going to ask you, what conventions do you go to? I know you you don't. Oh. Do, we're Casey and I, neither one of us do competition, mm-hmm. but Casey does take her kids to conventions a lot. And I have done it in the past, but it's not a regular routine. But I'm wondering if maybe that's something I look at to kind of inject some excitement into their life.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, we are doing a new convention this year. It's called IAX Immers. Artist experience um and it's a one-day convention so that makes it convenient when is um it? uh the one that we're going the one that's in richmond is i think november 7th or november 6th something okay. like that oh but um, they're all over the they're but they you know they go all over the place so i think that they um you know are kind of touring all over mm-hmm. um But I, I spoke to the, and maybe she'd be a good guest on the podcast. I spoke to the director of the convention about, you know, what sets them apart, what makes them different, what their whole thing is. And it was very like holistic dancer focused, um, you know, making connections, keeping it small and manageable so that their faculty can actually teach classes Mm. instead of just an hour of teaching one combo, Mm, (laughs) which is always what kills me at conventions. It's like, no, I'm not here for one combination. I'm here for a class. Like I want these kids to learn some sort of technique lesson because sometimes they need to hear the same technical correction from somebody else instead of from the same teacher they've had for years. Yeah. And then that makes a big difference. Um, so anyway, so uh, IAX and then we also are going to Dance Makers and um, they come to Richmond the end of January. Ooh. And it's I like that it's the same weekend every year, pretty much for Dance Makers. They basically keep the same schedule. So I can reliably say last weekend in January, we're going to Dance Makers. So I wrap up my convention fees into my monthly ensemble fees, my mm-hmm. um, company members. So there's no extra fee. It's all included. So even if they don't go, I they, it's still
1: paid for. Yeah, that's clever. Yeah. Um, so it's close enough that you don't
0: have to do a hotel overnight or whatever. Um, yeah, both of these are going to be at the Richmond Convention Center, which is just right downtown. So that is, that's one good thing is that I, um, you know, we do have conventions that come directly to our city. We've done out of town conventions before as far away as like an hour and a half long drive. And then we've gotten hotel rooms. Um, but for the most part, we just do conventions in town.
1: Sometimes the hotel room is a big part of it for the
0: kids. That is a good point. Yeah. I'm always thinking about like, you know, keeping things affordable for parents and making sure that everything's accessible, but the experience of like hanging out in a hotel with your dance friends, like Mm -hmm. that's kind of a big deal. So Mm -hmm. now I'm thinking like, maybe we'll do an out of town convention like every other year, or maybe it'll be optional and won't be included in their fees or something.
1: Or you can just say, Hey, we're going to Richmond. And if you want to go home after the convention, go home. Or if you want to stay, we're having a pizza party at the hotel or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, can- that's the cute. Part. Yeah. Um, I remember years ago having a couple of... Um, like when we first opened our studio in this town, our big thing was, um, you know, we're, we're different from the other studio that's already here because we don't do competition. And I remember some parents coming to me saying, we really would love... You know, we love the the technical aspect of your program, but my kid just loves competition. And I'm like, well, what do they love about it? And they're like, well, the hotels and going on trips with their friends and playing in the pool. And I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> so none of those things are the actual competition.
1: Right. Okay. Or, or you know, maybe the trophy, you know. Right. Okay. So, oh um, but, so funny. but, you know, it's, you know, you always have to kind of relook at things and, I mean, and I, I'm not really interested in competition for our studio, but the convention aspect of it, I think, you know, if it's the right convention could really add maybe a layer of excitement that my kids maybe are craving right now.
0: Yeah, and I would make sure to look at conventions that are not a convention competition.
1: Because mm. otherwise <laughs> they
0: feel like they're not really the important ones there. Exactly. Yeah. So Dance Makers is a convention and a competition competition. And we still go because their their convention is so valuable. I think they do such a really good job. And so it's two days of classes in the morning and then we're done by three, but then the competition goes, you know, mm. from four till whenever. Um, and then on the last day, they have their um, showcase of all the top um, winning numbers. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we stick around and watch those. and. I think it's valuable to my students to be able to watch what is winning competitions without the experience of like the doldrums of the competitions, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. But I still don't like the feeling of not being part of the whole community because so much of it is centered on the competition.
1: Yeah, I I, I get that. I do like the idea of finding a convention for my kids, that's just a convention.
0: Yeah, there's also um, Manhattan Dance Project. Oh. They're pretty good. They've have they've also come to Richmond. Um, they usually do like a private school instead of a convention center, so it's much smaller. Um, most of the classes were held on the stage, oh. so that was. Kind, and it was small enough to where all of the students could fit on the stage. And that was kind of nice. I really enjoyed that aspect of it, that it was so small. And the teachers actually learned the students' names. Oh. Which is, like, very rare in a convention setting. So that was nice. I, I enjoyed um, Manhattan Dance Project, but we just wanted to try something new this year. So we're doing IIX instead. Excellent. Mm-hmm.
1: i look into that. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing that's happening at my studio is I have this generation of like rogue nine year olds. Oh no. I mean, I love their joy. And I actually Mm -hmm. sat down and I had lunch with them on Saturday, too, when they were being dismissed from their last class. I was like, hey, Emeralds, will you come have lunch with me? And they were like, are we in trouble? I said, no, I just want to have lunch with you. So we all sat and had lunch. And then, you know, I asked them what they were excited about in life. And these kids have no lack of excitement. Like, they are excited about Halloween costumes. They are excited about their dances for the holiday show. They are excited about their flute lessons. Like they are thrilled to be alive, <laughs> which I love. Except um, their exuberance and jo- and zest for life is kind of getting in the way of the discipline that I like to see in the classroom. Mm. So it's kind of hard to compartmentalize for them. So my office is right beneath studio one and I can hear everything that happens in there and when they like if it's five o'clock and I hear and it's time for them to come in they're supposed to wait in the cubby room like in the hallway and not enter the dance studio until the teacher lets them in and in years past sometimes the girls would come down and say Miss Robin can we go in the studio and and I'd say what are the rules to go in the studio without a teacher and they would know the rules it was like no cartwheels no squealing and only work on choreography or stretch Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, it's not a playground. So mm-hmm. in the past, that's always been the thing. And I think what happened was, I, I swear I have post-traumatic stress disorder. over <laughs> Because everything I say goes back to this. And I, and I am even in my head, I'm saying, just stop relating everything back to 2020. But I, it literally, for the rest of my life, I th- feel like it'll be pre-2020,
0: and Post 2020, like, oh, I, absolutely.
1: I, I just feel like okay, at least I'm
0: not the only one. You are not alone in that. No, it's like the before times. <laughs> yes, I
1: just don't want to be. I'm, I'm just so sick of hearing myself say it. But anyway, prior to 2020, um, oh, I'm sorry, when it happened, I remember I came to the studio every day and it was March and it was cold and it was dark and it was quiet in here, and I would lock myself in my office and You know, for about six weeks, I was terrified of the virus. So like literally I'd leave my office and I, no one was here. And I'd put my mask on and I'd go to the bathroom and I'd like hand sanitize and wash my hands and like put on a gas mask and whatever. And then, um, it was so quiet and so lonely. And then when the kids came back in June, I was just so grateful to have giggling children back in the studio that we kind of let a lot of things go. Mm. and it was like, you know what? They're joyful. They're right. joyful. And I'm grateful that they're here, and they're joyful. And now, you know, what is it, October of 2021? I'm like, all right, with your joy. <laughs> time, to, time to rein in that joy, kiddos. <laughs> like, I love their joy. I don't want to squelch the joy. I just want it to be joyful in the i want it channeled in the right direction Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you should not be doing piggyback relay races in the dance studio before the teacher arrives oh my god (laughs) we need to redraw the boundaries
0: Mm -hmm. so i did
1: have that talk with them and um also you know there's these um we talked about seniority and like hierarchy within uh, the dance company and i'm not 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 to say that like all the dancers don't have like equal rights or whatever but there's definitely a hierarchy and i think that it it's appropriate in not only like a dance company environment but like on a football team or you know like i remember when my kids played my son played soccer it was like the the varsity kids had to groom the jv kids you know mm-hmm. it's just a part of it well apparently this particular crop of kids has no respect for those who have come before them oh no and so um it's not disrespect it's just like we we're equal to you and the older girls are like when we were nine no you're not (laughs) when we were nine we had some reverence so we have a dancer lounge and there's three sofas in there and I guess I didn't set this up but uh, over the years the sofas have become like the place for the older the older dancers get the sofas Mm -hmm. And the younger dancers have to find a corner in the other part of the room and, you know, like crisscross applesauce on the floor between classes or whatever. Everyone gets a cubby, but the sofas are for the older dancers. So I remember hearing the younger dancers in the cubby room the other day, and they were like, the big girls are not on the sofas. They're in class. Let's go take the sofas. Let's go take over the sofas. And I was like, oh, no, that's not going to go well. So apparently the younger girls... Spread their stuff out all over the sofas and when the older girls came out of class They were not pleased. So the question is how how should that be managed because it should be managed amongst the dancers I think mm-hmm. so I I gave them the announce I told them the story I told both groups the story. We just got a new kitten and the new kitten Wants to play the the BB wants to play with the pootie and the pootie is the older cat and So, but the pootie has to teach the BB what is appropriate and how to behave, right? So he takes his paw and he swats the BB when the BB is out of line. But his claws are not... Are not out. Are not out. His claws are in and it's just a friendly little bop on the head. Mm -hmm. I said, dancers, I am not telling you (laughs) to hit the nine-year-olds with your hand I am telling you that you know you are the older cat and you need to use your words and just it guide them in and teach them about the traditions you need to keep your claws in and mm-hmm. you need to be kind but if you hear them being too loud or if they're in the wrong you know if they're not following your traditions then use your words and say this is the way it goes and be kind and um, so we'll see how that goes. Watch, watch, watch! I get an email from a parent, um, you know, wondering why I told the older girls to swat the little girls.
0: Oh my god! I can just imagine it—just, just bopping them on noses left and right.
1: <laughs> I was very clear. I was like, "That's." I'm using this as an analogy. It is metaphorical. Please do not take me literally. I'm oh just, my god! It, it is your role. Right. To groom the younger dancers. Because yeah. if you think about it, probably when you were a younger dancer in the dancer lounge on Falls Road, mm-hmm. there were probably some guidelines that needed to be followed. And the, that younger crop probably did not sit in so-and-so's chair, right?
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's so funny. And, and I th- forget cool. about those kind of, di- of dynamics when you're not yeah, in it, when you're not a student anymore. Yeah. That's interesting, Do you have
1: that kind of thing going on at your studio?
0: No, well, we have, I have a little bit of a work study um, issue where, and I think it's it's kind of on me because I haven't been 100% clear with my expectations and I need to get all my work study students together and just be very clear about what is expected of them outside of like the checklist that they have mm-hmm. to complete, like what is expected of them as far as behavior or, you know, leadership leadership and work ethic. And like, you know, we have a, a staff room and we don't have a student lounge in my studio because there's just no space for it. So the staff room, the work study students are allowed to be in there when they're on work study. Um, but sometimes that means that when they're not actually working they're in there hanging out with the other work study students while the those students are working and it just becomes more of a social hour than an actual productive hour <laughs> right, right. so i have to constantly remind them hey if you're not working you're not supposed to be in the staff room and hey if you're if you're working you're supposed to be working <laughs> right yeah and you know just things like because it's not like each work-study student has like a very long shift, you know, they're they're doing maybe an hour and a half at a time. So they might start one project and then not be able to complete it, but they need to effectively communicate to whoever is coming in after them to say, hey, I started this, this, and this, you need to finish up that, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we clean the props after every single class. And some sometimes, depending on the prop, that involves soaking in a In a bucket of sanitizer. Um, and so I will be leaving at like 9:30 in the at night. And there's still props soaking in a bucket of sanitizer from the four o'clock class that day. So just things like that where things aren't getting quite um uh turned over properly from one person to the next. And I just need to sit down and be like, hey, listen, let's this is what this is what I expect. This is what you guys are in charge of. And you know, it it has a ripple effect because when I come in the next day and the props aren't clean, well, now we're dancing with dirty props, or I I have to rush and clean all these props before I start teaching, and it's not that's and not what was my the job. point of me paying you work study if exactly you complete the task yeah. exactly yeah so just things like that um so I think I just need to have a meeting with all my work study kiddos and kind of not crack the whip just sort of like tighten it up, tighten. Tighten it up.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. tighten it up exactly
1: yesterday um one of my graduates came back just popped in she she actually goes to shenandoah don't you love that that's my favorite yeah. and she popped in and um just sat at the front desk to to visit with me for a little bit and she's told me that she got a job um at college at a sweet frog and she told me this whole she said she worked there one day she said that the they're understaffed and so they are hiring who they can handle who they mm-hmm. who, whoever is willing to work basically right. their criteria is pretty pretty low um but the other girls that worked there on that shift with her they were seniors in high school she said the work ethic was like zero. Like oh, and no. I mean, the story was long and the story was so outrageous that I was like Bella you're making this up and she's like I am not making this up. Like the the other girls like being in the back room um you know ordering DoorDash and you know I don't know. Wow. Engaging in activity that causes a lot of smoke and Oh no. <laughs> But she went, and she was like in, and then they turned on, and Sweet Frog is a Christian establishment, right? As I know, and, I was gonna say, <laughs> and they turned on um, like a different playlist, and it was like a a naughty playlist, and the families were like complaining to Bella at the at the front at the cash register, like this playlist is inappropriate for children, and she was like. It's Like my first shift, I don't even know. Like I don't know. Like oh no. And, and anyway, just I've been hearing these stories about just work ethic, and this next young generation coming mm-hmm. up, and it concerns me. And um, f- at least in our microcosm part of the world, in our dance studios, I think that it's more important than ever that we teach our kids these work ethic,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: these values. Like you've got to follow through on on what we entrust you with.
0: Right. You know? I and mean, that even if it feels like a menial job, it is it is still very important.
1: And everyone starts with the menial job. Right. You know, you're not going to teach a class until you're first an assistant. And you're not going to, you know, first you do, you have to start at the bottom of the ladder and work your way up. But you're not just going to come in, you know, in a prime position without having the experience and having put in the 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 time and the exactly
0: yeah so it is concerning
1: the work ethic of of not everyone but um it seems like and it seems like people don't want to work as much
0: these days so Uh, yeah I don't know I have I have some students uh, like my high school students who you know are at the studio five nights a week they are work study students and they have weekend jobs
1: that's great
0: Yeah, they are working their butts off. And some of them I'm a little worried about because it's, like, too much. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I'm like, maybe time to cut back on something. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. You know, it's, like, Monday afternoon and they're already exhausted because they worked two doubles over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's hard to – yeah, so, like, some kids, super motivated – very willing to work Mm -hmm. very willing to work hard just need a little bit of guidance i think but yeah yeah
1: well this episode was pretty much like just a brain dump of all the brain dump and a catch-up yeah yeah nice to catch up with you
0: absolutely i feel
1: like we're both kind (laughs) of (laughs) like all
0: (laughs) this week's episode is kind of yeah that
1: that, that's what it is but you know
0: you know it happens. Life has
1: ups and downs, and um, this is real studio owner talk. Life isn't always yes. shiny and happy. And- this is real studio owner talk. Sometimes yeah. we are tired. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. Anyway, do you have any heart-happy moment? Oh, Lord, a heart-happy moment. Um, you know, something very simple. One of my three-year-old, no, 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 he's four now. One of my four-year-olds came in, and this is the son of one of my close friends and he came in to class on monday and he had he was like miss really excited to see me miss casey miss casey i made you something i was like expecting a drawing or something but it was a crystal he had like a crystal growing science kit Ooh. and and his mom said that you know when they were making crystals and he was like you know this one's for mommy and this one's for miss casey <laughs> And he was like very intent upon making sure that I got one of his crystals that he made. And I just thought that was so sweet.
1: Oh, that is nice.
0: Yeah. How about you? What's your hard, happy moment?
1: I feel like I always talk about my granddaughter, but okay. So I'll tell you because she is really a source of happy in my life.
0: As Um, she should be.
1: So I needed to have a meeting with Nicholas, my son, um, about some because he's on payroll at the studio and he helps us with all of our IT things and I needed to you know just kind of go over some things with him and he was like well I, I said let's just meet for coffee and we'll go over all, all of your things that I have on the list for you and he said well I've got Genevieve today because she's home from school I say in air quotes daycare um, so I said, well, let's meet at the playground, and he was like, perfect. So we had our meeting at the playground, and I just pushed her on the swing, and she has this little tricycle that um, has, like, this handle on the back. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And she just thinks that she is hot stuff. We just Ah. pushed (laughs) her around, and she was waving at the other kids, and it's just, like, I don't know, something about a granddaughter. She's just (laughs) – these things are so normal like she's probably no more exceptional than any other one-year-old but she's your granddaughter she just makes me ooze with ridiculousness i i just oh i can't she
0: says i love that so that's amazing so
1: business meeting coffee pushing baby on the swing and pushing her on the tricycle
0: Mm. that sounds amazing good for you (laughs) the simple things It
1: is. it It really
0: is is. I'm glad that you get to do that with your granddaughter that's amazing yeah yeah all right well back to work I'm gonna
1: look up this uh convention that you were talking
0: yeah let me know if it's if you wind up going to one I'm not sure if they're coming anywhere close to you but hopefully yeah all right well thanks for hanging out with me today all righty take care case take care robin thanks everybody for listening to the dso connect podcast don't forget to rate review and subscribe and sign up for our patreon it's patreon.com slash dso connect and we will be back next week thanks everybody bye